0: Your hosts have earned a reputation as fierce and effective advocates inside and outside of the courtroom. Both partners are experienced trial attorneys who have been board certified in family law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. everyone i wanted to let you know that as you probably noticed we changed the name of this podcast from the Texas Lawyer Podcast to for better worse or divorce we've heard your feedback about what you wanted more of and so we've done that uh, jake do you want to explain
1: what we're going to be doing additionally and differently yeah absolutely so we're going to be doing more guest interviews moving forward and some of that will be lawyer interviews some of that will be professionals in the arena that have expert feedback to give to our listeners we're going to be doing more in depth depth dives into some of our most popular and most requested topics and on listener feedback. Our episodes are going to be created and based on listener input. If you have any feedback or requests, you can email podcast at waltersgilbreth.com. You can also find that email in our bio. And we think that what we'll be doing Moving forward is having a more consistent episode schedule so our listeners can rely on topics and content coming from us moving forward all right well that's the housekeeping and now on to today's episode all right we're back it's I think been since April that we last recorded we're seeing here in december twenty twenty one like we said in our update, we should be doing more consistent episodes every other week moving forward and we're excited to be back at it so for this episode I've gotten a lot of requests either just or emails, or in response to the podcast, or our clients or potential clients calling the law firm to want to know more about me and knowing more about Brian. So we thought that since we do emphasize at the law firm that this is a relationship that you have not just with the lawyer assisting you, but with me and Brian if you work with the law firm. So we thought our users, like our listeners, might like to hear a little bit about us. So Brian and I actually are not huge fans of talking about ourselves, but we're going to do it anyway because people have asked. So Brian, we're starting with you. There's a great trial lawyer in Travis County area named John Barrett. John starts direct examination, saying, state your name, date of birth, and where you were born. So there you go. State your name, date of birth, and where you were born. All right. Yeah,
0: I'm Brian Douglas Walters. I was born in January 30th, 1970 in Pensacola, Florida.
1: All right. So how'd you get from there to where you are now? Tell me about Do you always want to be a lawyer? Were you one of those kids that grew up and this is all your hopes and dreams was to be a lawyer someday, recording a podcast about divorces? No, it didn't quite work out that way. I was the, uh, I am the son of
0: a military officer. So Pensacola is kind of famous these days as the uh, sort of the Redneck Riviera. But back in those days, the only reason really that anybody would be there was for uh, Navy and Marine Corps flight training, which is what my dad was at when I was born. So that's why we were there I was only there for a couple of months before the Marine Corps sent him to Vietnam for a year or so and then I proceeded to follow him and my mom around uh, the world really as I was growing up which was quite the interesting life I actually never lived in Texas growing up because there're no Marine Corps bases in Texas but my whole family's from from the Corpus Christi area so and I did have one of my uncles my mom's brother and he was the only lawyer in the family. I went to Baylor and came out and was a prosecutor, and then was uh, in private practice for a long time in the South Texas in the seventies and eighties. Which is as a criminal defense attorney, so he has some interesting stories about things. And were
1: there any other then, lawyers in your family, or that was it? No, he's the only
0: one. And um, my parents were both the first people to go to college in their families, and you know he was the only one that was a, any kind of professional at all. So I used to go, you know, spend some time in the summers with him, and he'd take me to court, And um, back when you could take a kid into court and let him sit in the, in the uh, bench area and then watch what was going on, I guess. And so I started to have an interest in doing something like that as I was a kid, I and mean, going into high school, when I started thinking about what I wanted to do with myself.
1: What happened after that? Where'd you go to college, and what were your plans at that time?
0: Yeah, I went to Texas A&M and graduated from there, and I started to... I don't think I, I thought about it a lot. I kind of figured I wanted to be a professional, and in my limited way of thinking, that meant either being a doctor or a lawyer, and I really didn't like the sight of blood. <laughs> so I figured, although I now know you can be a doctor, not necessarily with, I'm dealing with a lot of blood. But anyway, so I figured that's sort of my very simple thought process. Well, I'm going to be a professional, and I, I don't like blood. So there that led me to be. And going to law school after undergrad, so not a very sophisticated uh, process. And it was, and I certainly had no idea being a family lawyer. That really never even crossed my mind, even in law school.
1: Yeah, I always ask, and where'd you go to law school? At the University of Texas. So, what brought you into family? Law? I always ask. You know, you're the same whenever we interview potential associates or people who are going to come work for the law firm. It's like, so why'd you go to law school? And you know, it's if somebody tells you, "Well, I went to law school to be a family lawyer," sometimes your antenna goes up and. Really? Did you? Or are you just saying that because you're applying for the job? You know, that's not common that and some folks do, but, but I'm the same. I didn't go to law school. I didn't think I was going to law school to be a family lawyer. So what do you think you were going to law school for at the time? Or once you were into the legal career, did once you figure out that this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, good question.
0: I mean, at that time, UT was just I mean, they were focused on cranking out, you know, corporate lawyers, you know, maybe law professors, judges, that kind of stuff. There was, they had one course on family law, which I actually took only because I was taking summer classes and it was just about the only one at the time that that I wanted to take a class. And so, which really wasn't, I mean, looking back on it now, I learned absolutely nothing. It was some attempt to like do national family law, which is, which there's no such thing. So it just really was, I was checking a box and getting three credit hours. So, and when I came out of law school, I wanted to stay in Austin. I was not from Austin or anything, but I'd really enjoyed my time there. And, you know, it was really hard at that point. This is the early nineties. Austin was much smaller. There were very, very few kind of typical corporate law type jobs. I mean, we were 550 students in my graduating class, and probably six or seven of us managed to stay in Austin. And when a lot of people wanted to, most of them ended up in Dallas or Houston. So, but I found a job at at an insurance defense firm that hired me, and I thought I was, you know, set on my way to, you know, being whatever, some kind of, you know, big insurance defense lawyer. And about nine months into it, I realized I I just really couldn't take having a boss. I wasn't really in my, my future. So I quit, you know, which was probably the dream job of a lot of people. And went out on my own, and I, I don't know why I keep getting myself into these very limited choices, but I thought, well, you know you're going to hang your shingle out I can that pretty much means either being a criminal defense lawyer or a family lawyer, and I literally didn't want to do criminal defense i didn't think I would be very good at it or or feel that it was the right thing for me to do, so that was the very simple thought process that led me to to start taking family law cases of less than a year out of law school. Do
1: you have a partner at that time, or uh, is it just you? I actually did
0: initially. You know, my best friend at the time, and we formed a partnership. He graduated from St. Mary's with the, from another guy with St. Mary's. or were three of us, and we had an office in San Antonio and an office in Austin, a little ahead of our time. I don't think that was really practical then. He ended up moving to Austin, and the other fellow kind of went off and did his own little thing. So then I partnered up with my friend Glenn, and we had a firm together for about 10 years or so in Austin, which was all family law. Actually, we did occasional personal injury type stuff, but mostly family law. And we really grew and prospered, did very well for ourselves. It was a, a really good experience. It was a, a time of Austin really growing and really being on somewhat on the ground floor But Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, y'all did take one personal injury case. Didn't y'all have a wrongful death that you took all the way to, to verdict? We
0: did. We had the largest plaintiff's verdict in a medical malpractice case in Austin for at least 20 years that that was the record for it. And um, about $5 million verdict, 5.3, I think. That was kind of a, a side
1: hustle that turned into <laughs> something a little bit more than that. so Well, it's funny because I think i told you this before, maybe not, but because you would have been, you and Glenn would have been partners when I was in law school. I was at right. UT 2006 to 2009. And I remember hearing about y'all I think description was there's these two crazy guys that are basically pulling up all, you know, getting all the business in town and running circles around everyone. I mean, literally, I forget which family lawyer told me that, somebody that's retired now, but these two lawyers and they take all the business and the rest of us are kind of, you know, doing what we can to keep up. But even then y'all were being talked about as being ahead of your time. But then what happened next? This is my favorite part of the story. Yeah. I mean, I took a big swerve.
0: I had a Kind of a setback in my personal life, I got married and divorced and really affected me a lot, like it does with a lot of people. It's actually, I think, made me a much better lawyer to have actually experienced what, what my clients are going through. Imagine that. And you know, I was quite successful and I got to the point where I could kind of do what I wanted to. And, and I really wanted to do something different. I was at about the 10 or 11 year mark of practice at that point, and I got burned out honestly, combined with you know, personal problems. And so I had some friends of mine in California, we owned an investment out there. And one of them had a a business that he was in and wanted some to partner and asked me to be his partner. And I said, sure. And uh, gave up a perfectly good and successful law practice in Austin to move out to San Diego and co-own and co-run a triathlon wetsuit company of all things. And so I did that for what turned out to be five years. And Thought it'd probably be just a year at the time. That's kind of what I thought. I thought the business actually wouldn't go anywhere and actually did pretty well with it. And um, so I, I was definitely a career change. And at some point, I thought I wasn't going to come back to being a lawyer. I actually let my board certification lapse, which was not the smartest thing I've ever done. And, you know, thought I'd be either out there or out somewhere for the rest of my life, but it uh, didn't turn out that way.
1: By the way, I remember hearing about the uh, Brian and Brian Glenn going out to California too and Brian doing a what you ended up doing, <laughs> hearing about it's, that one as well. It's uh, Funny how small Austin was at, at that time. Especially. Yeah. So what happened with family life once you're out to California? Yeah, so well, you're divorced because met- you didn't yeah. have kids from first marriage, right?
0: Exactly. So I had kind of half the life experience, which was being divorced, not the fun part, which is having children. So I met my wife, my now wife, in California. She was a San Diego girl, and you know we met. They did got married and had our first child, and. California, bought a house, all that stuff, and you know, we just kind of realized that it was as a long term plan. Probably running a wetsuit company wasn't going to be a long term plan, really, and so we decided to come back to Texas, which we did. I guess that was about nine years ago now, and I moved back to Austin, opened up my shop, and
1: yeah, I want to say that was thirteen, wasn't it? Because that's you and I met in two thousand. Thirteen, I think. I um, think I got back the in like
0: in October or November of 2012, and I think that I started officing in the same set of suites where you were. I think I actually opened the office in maybe January, something like that. So it was yeah, late 2012 or late 2013, correct?
1: Yeah, that's how you and I actually met. Right I, at the time, we'll go into it on my background. But I was an associate at a law firm, Piper Turner. The Piper is actually now the Jim Piper that's with our law firm. He's our counsel and here at Walters Gilbreth, but that's how you and I met. I remember, again, hearing about, you know, Brian's coming back in town, and he started his own firm, and then, yeah, that was January 13th, and then I remember hearing, within a couple of months, the same attitude that everybody had, which is, how on earth is Brian, who's been back, and didn't he give up his board certification? Is he even doing family law anymore? And how does he have all this business now, and all these cases in, in Austin? So, that was pretty amusing to me to watch that transition come back, and sort of how quickly... And it was like, is Brian back in town? Brian's back in town. Oh, now now Brian has all the cases again. And he's representing everybody in the Travis County area. So that was in the matter of a couple of months, as as I remember, two to within, you know, two to four months, I was hearing that. That's right. It comes back to me now, right? I'd actually moved into
0: one of those kind of, I don't know, like a Regis type place, like, you know, you you Mm -hmm. kind of get an office and it's in a group of offices. And that's right. I did that for a few, what I thought would be a year or two. And you know, after about two or three months, I hired people and outgrew it. And so, yeah, then I talked to Piper and he said, Well, come on over. We've got some extra space in, in our place, which was closer to where I was living. I knew, you know, Piper's reputation as being a really, really good lawyer. And so I thought that'd be a good place to hang out my shingles. So you're right. It was in 2013, probably early to mid, that I moved into where you were officing as well. You were around the corner.
1: Yeah. Well, what happened next as far as. Because you're not in Austin now, uh, primarily, you take cases in Austin, but what happened next?
0: Like you said, it, it really grew quickly. I started adding employees, and then I kept noticing that there were two crazy people in the office. I don't know, there's whatever, 10 or 15 or 20 offices or people there in that pretty big office suite. And these two crazy people, myself and you, were the ones who were there like Saturday morning, Sunday evening, and that was back yep. when you had to go to the office to actually work or at least needed to, most of the time needed to go hey, to the you office. you could
1: log in from go to mypc.com, right? <laughs> you go to your home computer, go to mypc.com and, you know, watch your mouse move, you know, five seconds behind what you were actually doing with the actual mouse. But I think you and I were the only ones there a lot of the times. Exactly. And so I kept
0: noticing that, like, here's this guy who's doing this. And then, you know, as a side thing, I think at some point you got to the point where you needed to make a decision about staying where you were or going out on your own. And, and I'll let, we'll go over that in your bio. But yeah, I started to, there was this thing called AVA, which is still around, AVVO, which is a place where people can go and rate lawyers. And this is, again, 2000, probably by 14 is when this started to really, 13 maybe. And I noticed that, you know, this was a place where people were, you know, it would, before it was really hard to find a who's a good lawyer. Well, I don't know. And And in a place like Austin, which with so many people moving in from out of town, out of state, you know, wherever, you know, you get there and it wasn't like you could go, you had a large friend network and you could go talk to your buddies at the country club or whatever that had been in, you know, Austin for 30 years and ask around who the best lawyer is. people would go online, which seems pretty common these days. But at that time, it was pretty rare. And there was only really one place at that time you could go to, which was Avo, to really get other people's opinions about or a lawyer, you know, who's a good lawyer, who's a bad lawyer, people would post reviews. And so people started posting good reviews about me and then the, and that just meant more calls and more reviews. And so but what started to happen was that I would get calls from Houston or Dallas or San Antonio or wherever and these people would say, you know, I I just want the best lawyer, I don't care where you're from and I think Probably most other lawyers would have been, well, you know, said, I, well, you know, I don't practice in Houston, you know, go, you know, here's, here's a couple of names. But, you know, for whatever reason, I was not that way. My view was, well, like, okay, I've got to travel. So, but it's a, what, 40 minute flight to Houston or Dallas from Austin. It's not, I mean, judges are judges. I remember my uncle was a judge at this time. I mean, I, you know, it didn't seem that they were much different from one town to the other. I mean, everybody has their own little quirks, but they're still applying the same law. And I think most of all, all or most of them are doing their best that they can to, to do the right thing. And so I just said, yeah. And I you know, just showed up and started showing up in Houston and Dallas and things went really well there. And I started thinking to myself, well, maybe I don't need to limit myself to one city, which no family lawyer had really ever done before. Everybody was just kind of in one area in a very narrow geographic area, typically.
1: So then, what, where you, as far as you know, where you are and your family are? What happened next?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my wife got pregnant with our second child, and then we started to talk about it, and you know, and I said, you know, I would like to. Well, my wife wanted to move to a bigger city. And again, Austin at that time was much, much smaller than it is now. And so I said, well, there's Dallas or Houston pretty much. And so we went and checked out both, and she really preferred Houston. And so, and I actually had more cases there than, than anywhere other than Austin. And so we just, in 2014, and got up and moved to Houston. My son was born there. And here we are. I mean, that's skipping ahead a little bit, but we, you know, yeah. we had an office in Houston, and you had the, and you were in Austin, and it's kind of gone from there.
1: Yeah. And now Dallas, San Antonio, I and mean, we just opened San Antonio this year. But I think, it, you know, when I sort of think about it, sort of think about your path and everything. It was back that time period though when you're the first lawyer, I forgot. see the tagline you were using at the time that we were using was, oh, what was it? Statewide reach, local yes. touch, I think is what right. it was. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, most people, well, really, nobody could have pulled that off back then. I mean, nobody could have thought about kind of how we are now you know, that you can be a lawyer that's in Austin and show up in Houston, Texas, or Dallas, Texas, or San Antonio or the Parra County Courthouse or wherever. You know, we are just in Texas, at least for now, right? We're just in Texas, but it's all the Texas family code. It's all, you know, case law from our Texas Court of Appeals and the Texas Supreme Court. And I think you were the first one to sort of have that vision. I didn't have that vision. I had more of a traditional way of sort of thinking about things and then you're the one that sort of taught me that that's possible to pull that off and we should try to pull that off. And you were also, we'll go into this on in my podcast when we're sort of talking about my background. But I remember when you and I first had lunch, you know, you're the one that sat down and said, We weren't even talking about being partnered. And you said, Well, stay where you are, partner with me, you know, go on your own, whatever. What's most important, client reviews, which I never thought of, right? It's just, and, you know, at that time, the idea was, and still is amongst the legal profession. It's just like, why would we get reviewed from clients? Like that's, we're not a, you know, that would make us like a business, wouldn't it? And how awful to think about that clients could give feedback online. What if they don't like the job I did? And that's just so unfair. I remember hearing that from multiple sources. It's just the worst thing in the world that this thing, Avos out there. And this is before even Google reviews were a huge deal. Avos out there rating lawyers. Oh my God, this is awful. And you were the first one said that, I was like, this is amazing, Right. Because if you do a good job for your clients, they'll leave a good review and then more clients will call. Hmm. It's kind of it. It's uh, remarkably ahead of your time for that. Who would have thought that? And then here we are today, seeing with how many hundreds of Google reviews and Avo reviews and offices in Austin, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. So, but I think that's where it started. I think, you know, back as I view it, it was back, you know, 2013, 2014, going, I care about online reviews. I can do this anywhere in the state of Texas and I'm going to do a really good job for people. And that will result in more business. What a genius business model, Brian, who would have <laughs> thought that that would work. So I guess to so transition to, unless you want to add to more of that, So sort of transition, like, you know, as you sit here right now, you know, we've added personal injury and still doing a lot of litigation or most, you do a lot of your time with litigation in the fame context is there a particular type of case that you like or something that you see more phone calls coming in for you? Or how would you, if somebody asked you kind of, what do you like best about the practice? What would you say? Yeah, I think we, you know, we all have a
0: variety of clients and types of cases. I do tend to handle cases that divorces that involve property quite, you know, quite a bit of complex issues. A lot of times I have a, a lot of professional or you know, doctors, lawyers, that kind of stuff is clients and folks in technical or complex fields. Scientists, you know, programmers, engineers, those kind of things. I enjoy those a lot. You know, you can't help. You know, what's going to come up in a case or what's going to pop up? I just finished a three-day, you know, custody modification trial yesterday that has nothing to do with any of those other topics. So there's always a variety of it. But you know, it just that's one of the nice things about family law is that it's such a variety of things. And you, if you're going to do it well, you need to be good at quite a few things. I also enjoy the challenge of practicing in different courts. I think that we have a few competitor firms that have offices in different cities in Texas, but they're still siloed. In other words, if you wanted to you know, hire whatever firm and you're in Dallas but you wanted the lawyer that's based out of Austin to handle your case because that's who you were referred to. That they're not going to do that. They're going to say, "Well, yeah, we have an office in Dallas. You're going to have to deal with one of the Dallas attorneys." In almost all cases, where you and I will get on a plane and fly to El Paso or Texarkana or wherever, if you know wherever our clients need us to, and just you know walk in and do it. And I think that's really a difference because if you want a specific lawyer you don't want them you know limited to just an area that you can't that you don't live in that wouldn't doesn't help you very much
1: yeah i mean the whole idea right is that the product that we give you or me on the case or that's one of our associates on the case i mean the goal is that our product is better than anybody else's product in the state you know that's just bluntly put that's the product and that you can't find the way that we do cases the way that we handle them yeah we're really really good lawyers and we have really good lawyers that work for us i say all the time i Sometimes I think our some of our associates are better lawyers than me or will be someday. They're just phenomenal. And it's not just that, though. It's not just, you know, I was referred to Miss Smith at Walters Gilbreth. It's Miss Smith, who works for Walters Gilbreth, and Brian and Jake have built this product, and that's what they insist on coming out of their office. And that's the same wherever you are in Texas. So, which I guess that kind of leads me to my final question that's not on our outline, but I'm going to pose to you anyways. So what's next, right? It's Austin, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio will continue to grow. So what's, are we going to coast now? What do you see going with the, uh, the law firm moving yeah, forward?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's in either one of our natures. I mean, I think the growing internally in Texas is, is certainly the priority. And I don't know if that means opening in some of the smaller cities or if that just means expanding our existing presence in the bigger cities and working from them. Probably a combination of both. I think that's really, and keeping the quality high, that's the comment that I've heard from people the most about us is that it's, you know, it's difficult enough to build a family law firm that's it's larger even, and by large, most people mean five lawyers, five lawyers, but it's really difficult to keep the quality up as you grow. There's some bad examples of people trying to grow and not keeping the quality up, but I don't know. I mean, it might mean that we think that people of other states need, you know, could use some good quality legal help too. I don't know where it will be, but I think you, you and I can be sure that we'll be thinking about about doing more rather than less or the same.
1: Yeah, it may drive our families nuts sometimes. Maybe not. There, you and I will talk about my family on the next episode. We both have really supportive wives and that work in the firm and work with the firm and sort of help us grow and everything. So I think it's just such a great team that we've built. You know, you and I, but also our families combined. You know, building this law firm and. You know, building our personal families, our personal lives, and just kind of growing together. It's been not to be really cheesy, but it's been, you know, lots of fun since you and I first met. And it's going to continue to be fun and and really am proud of kind of what we've done and, and where we're going, both of our families, both of us, and, you know, all the folks that work with us. So, yeah, it's fun hearing all that. I mean, I knew most of that story, but it's always fun kind of walking through. I hope our clients enjoy it. I know, you know, as you approach, Talking to potential clients or your own clients, I hear you talk about your personal situation with clients, kind of do the same. I know you and I both have the attitude that people need to know about their lawyers. There's not this be a wall of between the lawyer and the client. I mean, this is usually people are in our office because it's, you know, a hard time. If it's a familial case, it's, you know, a hard time in their life. You know, if they're in something else, like a personal injury case, it's a hard time in their life. And, think it's only fair to know kind of where your lawyer's coming from, both professionally and personally. So, So that was a lot of fun. So I guess it's going to be my turn next episode. So get ready. But that was interesting. So thanks for doing that, Brian. You bet. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to For Better,
0: Worse, or Divorce podcast, where we provide you tips and insights on how to navigate divorce and child custody situations. I'm Brian Walters.
1: And I'm Jake Gilbreth. We're the managing partners at Walters Gilbreth. PLLC with offices across the state of Texas.
0: For information about the topics covered in today's episode and more, you can visit our website at waltersgilbreth.com. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of For Better, Worse, or Divorce, where we post new episodes every first and third Wednesday. Do you have a topic you want discussed or a question for our hosts? Email us at podcast at waltersgilbreth.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.